this week's show. Delight in the FA Cup for Ramsgate. Two-goal hero and captain for the day, Joe Taylor, tells us all about it. We've got a good side. We're going to give anyone a game. And when we play like we did today, we, we, we just showed exactly that. But win for the Rams meant disappointment for Chatham. We hear from boss Kevin Hake. But look, you can't make the mistakes that we made. Play the way that we played and expect to get a result. It's just it's football. A slow start to the season in the league, but a win in the cup. Cray Wanderers manager Neil Smith is hoping that can be a catalyst. You know, they, they say those little margins, they can win you or lose your games. At the moment, they've just gone against us. And they gave it a good go over 180 minutes. Irithan Belvedere boss Matt Longhurst discusses their start to the season. Uh, we were very, very poor last week against Beckenham and I thought we looked like a different team today. Within six days, we've made some changes to the way that we do things in terms of off the ball, and I felt that the players carried that out today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. Uh, after a brilliant weekend of FA Cup football, we've got four interviews for you from some of the main protagonists, and that will mean less of us talking too, so that's a win-win uh, for everybody. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who on Saturday went up and down a travelator more times than Eunice Hutt hurt in her pomp. And on the line now is a man who would surely love nothing more than to be back on holiday. It's Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, well, like holiday year, isn't it? The weather's unbelievable. So, um, really yeah. nice. It's, when I took the dog out for a walk this evening, it was like the middle of July in Broadstairs with people drinking absolutely everywhere. So, really nice weather. So, uh, I think... And, Talking of, that was about the Gladiators, that Eunice, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Are you, are you going to be watching the new reboot of Gladiators? Uh, I'm sure it's going to be I'm, terrible. This is the thing. So, you know, I loved Gladiators when I was a kid. And, you know, it used to be state, Saturday night staple, absolutely brilliant. But you just know that this is going to be like all the other shows that they've tried to resurrect, whereby it's completely different. You know, that, that there's all these gimmicks. And rather than just crack firing in all the games in like an hour and making it like six games and everything like that it will be like oh we'll do two or three things that we're really long-winded and everything like that there's a prime example of that is when they've tried when they've tried on alan carr's uh, game show thing to redo bullseye rather than just being like throwing darts in a dartboard all oh, no, we have to change the format of the game thing. the format works don't mess about with it so my fear is that that's what they're going to do with gladiators was that your go-to program when you were a young boy gladiators then Oh, pretty much. I mean, I would have been, what was it? It was big, what, 91, 92, 93, that sort of era, 94. So I'd have been yeah. like a, a 11, 12, 13. Right. So, you know, that, that sort of age, you know, watching, I mean, I didn't realise that they were all on steroids and stuff or watching people <laughs> piled high on steroids, whacking each other with bugle sticks. That was absolutely in my wheelhouse when I was 12. And who can blame me? I was probably a bit too old for that. So I'm not really uh, into that. But it, well, it, it, it was, as people say, it was a very um, popular programme. It was like number one, wasn't it? I think for a while, Arugo with John Fastley. What did John Fastley do these days? He was like a... How did John Fastley get that gig as well? I know, that is like... He was still playing as well. <laughs> is, like, is that, like, that is like, who's that like getting that now? Somebody sort of no Emmanuel Adebayor. No, no, no. Somebody who's still playing. That would be... Who plays up front... Uh, Something like Billy Sharp getting that gig, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Billy Sharp doing presenting gladiators. To be fair, I find that more plausible than him moving to LA Galaxy, which he's actually done. Is, I, well, I didn't know. Yeah, but that, yeah, how did John Fashion get that gig? That is, yeah. But no, it was a popular program. But but travelators, why were you using up the travelators? That's the question. Well, so uh, I was in a supermarket, so it wasn't a proper, like, 
Gladiator's Travelator. Uh, but I had to go up the Travelator to get something. Then I went downstairs, uh, went down the Travelator, and then uh, it, I was asked if there was something else I could get, so I had to go back up the Travelator again. And then before I went down it again, I said, look, just to save me, is there anything else you want on this bloody level, woman? And uh, that was how it kind of panned out. So in the end, I only went up and down twice. But Eunice Hutt, she never went down the Travelator. She just went up it because she was the ultimate pro, wasn't she? She was, she was the queen of Gladiators. Well, well, talking about old programs, Takeshi's Castle is now on Netflix as well. If you remember Great that, stuff. which was which is a, a like like Gladiators, just more random people falling over. So that is on. So that's another program that was popular in the nineties. Basically, they're bringing everything back that was popular Absolutely. in the nineties. I was just thinking, trying to think of other things that were popular in the nineties we could bring back. But do you know what? It was a lot just a simpler time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, we've, we've had enough of the Spice Girls. We don't want them back. No, that's absolutely true. It's our 263rd episode this week, and 263 is the name of a restaurant in Preston in Lancashire. Uh, it opened its doors nearly 14 and a half years after I graduated from the uni base in that city. Although some of you may look at that as a missed opportunity, to be honest, an intimate 32-cover contemporary fine dining restaurant, their words, not mine, which cherry-picks the best of what their outstanding Lancashire suppliers grow, is somewhat considerably different to what I used to have as a student in my early 20s, I mean, it's hardly cheesy chips from Market Street Chippy or the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, is it? Uh, 263 is also the area code to Dahl Zimbabwe. So if you want to catch up with Edo Brandes, he of the famous Sledgedegan McGrath, or offer your condolences to the family of Heath Street, the cricketing legend who sadly passed away this week, starting with 263 is the way to go. Matt, I'm guessing you were a gourmet food expert when you were at uni. Well, yeah, we went to the um, Sundays. You always used to be, uh, like... 75% off the curry place. I don't know if we used to go to the curries on, on a Sunday, so we used to do that. Um, I lost a bit of weight, I think. All I ever used to eat was Dairy Lee on toast when I first year, because I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. So Dairy Lee on toast. I, I do remember one time we tried to make egg fried rice, but that you know, egg fried rice is quite easy to make. But I reckon for one day we just tried to make it and we couldn't get it. I thought that was just <laughs> things you do as a student, but Dairy Lee on toast, that was my go-to. Back in the day, and I probably could. If, I, if somebody gave me Dairy now, I'd probably be sick. I think. So, but you can still buy Dairy I think. Philadelphia is like the sexy one now, isn't it? My mum has Dairy for breakfast every day. Dairy on toast. Yeah. Does she have in the thing the little triangle or the tub? I think she prefers it's the tub because nice, you get more toast, of it. To be fair. Yeah, it's, well, it's passable for what it is. But you know, I was all about takeaways and booze when I was at uni. Not too dissimilar from how I am now. Anyway, let's get on with the show. And we can only start with a sensational win for Ramsgate in their Kent Derby in the FA Cup. Chatham have won all five of their league games this year in Premier. And while I was expecting that the Rams would give them a tough game, I don't think even the most blinking of Rams fans would have expected a 5-1 away win. Two of those five goals came from captain for the day, Joe Taylor, who led the line brilliantly. And then, in a pure example of bad luck on his part, walked out of the bar just as I walked past. So here is the Ramsgate striker, and I started by suggesting that not many people would have predicted that scoreline. No, that's what Ben, uh, the gaffer, said to us at training. He said, everyone thinks we're the underdogs for this. I don't think we're the underdogs for this. That's what he said to us. So um, we had belief going into it. And yeah, I, I mean, you look at both teams on paper and I, there was no reason why we shouldn't believe in ourselves. We, we've got a good side. We're going to give anyone a game. And, when we play like we did today, we, we, we just showed exactly that. And um, yeah, it's a great game to be a part of. Strong Chatham team and 
we had to defend at times, but overall we controlled the game and it was, it was really good to play in. I think you came out and got on the front foot, which was, which was really important. And I suppose a bit of a different gig for you playing up front on your own, as you were for most of the game. Uh, yes, uh, I was a little bit isolated at times, but I thought that coming away to Chatham, um, manager told us they haven't lost since 2018 or something. I thought we pressed them. I thought we pressed them really high, and I had a lot of support in the first half, and it was really good, not just on the ball but off the ball. I thought people got close to me. We forced, my first goal was forced by us pressing them high and people getting close to me and a, and a lazy back pass. So, yeah, I mean, I was on my own at times, but I, I've been playing in a 4-3-3 and the way Smithy plays it, I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, it's good. That first goal was a real striker's instinct, the way you kind of waited for a second and just took that time to pause before you whacked it in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've built that composure over the years. I can deal with missing a chance. I back myself to get the next one. And yeah, as soon as I rolled the keeper, I know I don't rush it. There was a player on the line. You could scuff the, the shot, took my time and made sure I got good contact. And yeah, I was really happy with it. Uh, captain for the day as well. So a, a nice moment for you as well. Really, really nice moment. You know, big FA Cup win away to Chatham. Captain on my hometown team. I mean, Westy's our captain. Everyone knows that. And with him not playing, Lee, Lee Martin's an obvious choice. And to me, Lee Martin's always going to be my captain, whether I've got the armband or not. He's such a good player. So, he's so, so good at giving out instructions on the pitch and it's good to have leaders like him in the team but yeah for me to lead the team out and get the armband and thanks to the, the, the coaching staff that, that, that gave it to me today because it was a proud proud moment uh, FA Cup three wins away from the first round proper now did you start to dream yet or is it just wait and see what happens next well I've never been to the first round proper I've been to the last qualifying round so many times so who knows yeah I mean everyone thought this was a tough draw and we just came and did what we did so when you get easier draws, it's not always a formality. So, yeah, I mean, let's just keep taking it a game at a time because I think we've, we've got Velocity Trophy next week, FA Trophy next week, back to the league the week after. So it's not all in the FA Cup and uh, we're in every competition and, yeah, let's go if, if, as far as we can in all of them. Was it an easy decision to come back to Ramsgate this summer? It wasn't easy because I loved it at Lewis and I loved playing for Tony Russell. But it just got to the point where it was too hard with them moving training to Brighton. And Ben Smith showed interest in me when he was at um, Herne Bay. That didn't happen. But with the right manager coming to Ramsgate and the club doing what it's doing, building on and off the pitch, it, it made the decision easier. That um, Got a good relationship with James Lawson, good relationship with Ben. I saw the calibre of players they were bringing in. And yeah, it, 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 it wasn't easy because... I, I was top scorer in the league above last season and ideally I didn't want to drop but um, because of the way the team are on and off the pitch um, it, it was an easy decision in the end and, I, and I'm so happy with how smooth it all went. Uh, top scorer in the league above, I guess it's not that easy to come down to this level and still keep banging the goals in though is it? It's not easy to do it anywhere, uh, I mean I always seem to but it isn't easy, I've had to work really hard for them two goals today. And the team are making me lots of chances and if they keep making me them chances then I'm going to score a lot of goals. Um, just thankful to the way the team have taken to me. You know, I came in late notice a few days before the season started and yeah, there's only one game I haven't scored in and, and they're creating the chances for me and I'm enjoying it and yeah, the, the, the boys have just been great with me so I'm really happy. You and I go way back, Joe. Um, when you first started playing for Ramsgate to how Ramsgate the club is now, what a stark difference. Oh, huge difference. It was a massive grass pitch before. They were good in the community before, but they're so good in the community now. I got to see the half programme firsthand in the, in the summer holidays, which was amazing. 
seen the helicopter rise and I said to I said to all the lads at the club like when I was growing up that the, the, these opportunities weren't around for the for the local lads. I'm looking at the young lads that are coming through into the first team at the moment. They're of good quality, much better quality than what was around when I was a kid. And um, yeah, we had some in the squad today that are good good players. And uh, if you watch the under 23s game, it's a really good standard. So it, the future is bright and um, it's it's so good to see. And just finally, what, what are your aims for the season? Just keep banging the goals in and see where you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm angry if I don't score, so uh, I always, always, always want to bang goals in. That, that goes without question, but the team aims come before mine and, and, and we want to get promoted. And It'll be the first time Rams get got promoted for a long time, so that's huge. The, the amount of support I've had from local people messaging me, coming up to me at games, speaking to me when I'm in Tesco's, it's just unbelievable. So if, if I could be a part of the team that gets rounds get promoted, I, it, it, it would just mean everything. Good sort of raid going on there, mate. I know, it was unbelievable. The, th- the, the other thing was, when I did my full time for the radio, but the music in the background was so loud, you would have thought Chatham had won. Yeah, right, you know, I thought, yeah. And it, uh, there was karaoke there. So, no, so actually I think that was a live singer performing in the bar, but oh, literally, when the, when, when the final whistle went, uh, they were playing out like all the celebratory tunes that they probably play after they win every home game but uh, they didn't win that one uh, and Joe Taylor I mean nice guy uh, obviously Joe but unbelievable uh, it was really nice to catch up with him uh, on Saturday he spoke really well and I've seen Joe for a lot of his career um, but I would say right now he's playing better than he ever has done before we, we know what a coup it was for Ramsgate to get him and so far you've got to say he's delivering isn't he but it, it, it was a coup to get him. Um, I don't know. How old was he? 28? Was he 30 yet? Or must be late 20s? Early 30s? I'll have to check that out. But that, you know, the level above, he's probably banged in 70 goals in the last two seasons for Ramsgate to sign him to get the result they did against Chatham. Um, shows a bit of, earned a little bit of revenge after missing out last season on the top spot. Fantastic result. There is seem a bit of a buzz around Ramsgate. So a few people at work have said, oh, Ramsgate, do it. Well, Ramsgate going to go and watch them and things like that. So, you know, it, it's working the magic of bringing the, the style of players that are getting in and got to be performance of the round in the whole competition because, as you say, Chatham hadn't lost at home, what, for a long, long time. Um, and to go there and win five goals to one... Um, shows the quality of the Ramsgate squad. As you said, admittedly, they missed a few players, Chatham, but they had to go there and get results. And I, and I presume 5-1 didn't flatter them, John. I, I don't think it did, actually. And I, and I, I must say, I've got to give all the credit in the world to Ben Smith because I think he did a job uh, on Chatham. Yeah, Chatham were without a couple of players. But what was interesting for Ramsgate is that in most of the games that they're playing now in the Eastman League Southeast, they're the favourites. They're expected to go out and win those games of football. So therefore, you know, the, the, the pressure's all on them. But, you know, they, they must play more attacking football and things like that. But what they did brilliantly on Saturday was they set up, Joe was very isolated, as you've heard him say there. He was up front on his own for a lot of the play, but players did get forward well to, to support him. Uh, but I spoke to Ben Smith as well after the game, and he, and he said to me, you know, normally we like to play TJ a lot further forward. But on this occasion, we decided that we'd just sort of have him sit back a little bit and just tuck in there. And, and it worked so well. And, and, you know, when you've got a, a front man of, of that ability, you can hold the ball up, bring players in, 
uh, he was he was magnificent. And his first goal there, I asked I asked him about that striker's instinct and and trying to describe what happened. It was a really poor back pass from Matt Bodkin straight to Joe, who then went round the goalkeeper, and then defenders started coming at him. And, and whereas a lot of people would be maybe a little bit off balance and they'd just try and hit it first time and, and panic. Joe just took his time, took a touch, made and made sure of that goal. And it was an emphatic finish and, and you know, proper bit of centre-forward play. And, and, you know, I think, as he said there, he really enjoyed playing under Tony Russell for a few years. And I think he's benefited a lot from playing under Tony Russell. And he is quite the front man. And, and you know, with him up front, it's hard to see Ramsgate struggling this season because they have got some that he is quality he's going to score goals but it's it's not just about his goals it's the way he leads the line the maturity that he shows you know and I thought that interview Matt you've known Joe a lot a little while ago but what a mature interview that was with, with, with Joe Taylor well I think when he was given the captain's armband as well wasn't it you know it probably means a lot to him I think he probably hurt his time when he started at Margate didn't work out for him did it um and he's gone away Learned his trade, as you say. Tony Russell probably earns a bit of a bit of respect there. Interesting what he said. But we, when they got him, they moved the train into Brighton. You know, he lives around this area, so you know he thought about it. And you know, I'm sure Ramsgate, you know, have got an absolute diamond there. He will score a lot of goals this season. Um, uh, it maybe he hasn't at his peak because are we, are we surprised? You know, the level he's played at. Other sides will be looking higher level. Maybe you no know, teams like. Kennedy's side sort of looked and tried to get him, but Ramsgate have got him and he should. He should score a lot of goals this season. And Ramsgate, on that performance, John, um, you would say that they play like that, they'll, they'll walk the league they're in. Um, and, you know, you know, the cup, you know, teams will want to avoid him if they go far in the FA Cup as well because they've got quality all over the park. And Ben Smith, as I mentioned, I was a bit concerned, you know, working with all the players, etc., like that. Um, we'll be able to do it, but clearly he's got them on his side with an absolutely unbelievable result. Yeah, some youth, some experience in there. And, and you know, the, the two Paxmans are both really good players as well and, and really good play uh, from Alfie for the, for the uh, third goal, the Joe Taylor header as well. I, I thought Ramsgate were excellent and, and fully deserving of their win. Obviously, though, while there was delight for them, there was disappointment uh, for Chatham Town, a rare defeat, especially at home. And I also spoke to their boss, Kevin Hake. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't our finest performance, but look, it's football, isn't it? That's what happens. Um, no Jack, Jack Evans, no Jamie Euler today. Were they injured or injured? Or, yeah, yeah, injured. Big loss because they've they've been so good for you. Yeah, I mean we've got you know five or six out, but that's not an excuse. The, the team that's gone on the pitch there is, is 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 more than good enough to compete, and we just didn't do enough today. You know. Uh, Ramsgate played play very well. Um, I, I thought, I suppose you have to hold your hands up sometimes and say, do you know, they 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 put, did a good job against you. No, they did. They look, they, they took their chances, and look, if you take your chances, then you put yourself in a better position. Like, if you look at the balance of play, do you know, first half, do you know, I mean, they've gone in two 0 up. If we take our chances, do you know, it could have gone in at two two. Do you know, it's but look, you can't make the mistakes that we've made. Play the way that we played and expect to get a result. It's just it's football. You've been on the crest away for a few years. I guess there's not been many times where you've got into 2 down at half-time over the last few years. Um, no, not really. Um, but as I say, you know, sometimes it happens and we've got to learn how to react. We've, we've won five out of five in the league. You know that, you know, that's never going to last forever and there is going to be a poor performance coming along, but it's just how you react. 
you know, and I don't want even want to look at it and say, oh, well, at least it's not the league, it's only the FA Cup. That's, look, FA Cup's the greatest cup competition in the world. Do you know what I mean? And I want to go through to the next round. And look, we didn't today, you know. That's, that's a real shame. When you had the players in half-time, was it teacups all over the place or was it calm or uh, how was it? No, this, you know, obviously we, we, we've said to the boys, this isn't good enough, you know. Like, whether you're playing home or away, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, this place has sort of been a fortress for us, certainly in the league. And, you know... It's um, it, it wasn't a good enough performance, and the boys certainly know about it. No uncertain words that 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 is not good enough. Some boys have been given the shirt today, and even existing players who've, who've had the shirt for the last four or five games, that is not good enough to play for Chatham Town. I, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You know, there is competition for places around here, and people when they get their chances, got to take them. Uh, without a doubt, yeah, they do. And you know, there's a few ex-players at the game, and I'm sure they'd do anything to get back in a in, in a in a red red shirt but it's not going to happen for them you know and some of them players today you know they probably kicked their last ball for the club you know I'm not having it um, you move on obviously disappoints about the cup but you've got another league game now at home so you've got a chance to, to put it straight to bed next weekend you know without doubt I mean we've, we've, we've got Cray that you know they've had a you know, different start to the season but they've played some top sides so we're not reading too much into that um, we know Neil Webb you know, really well set up so you know, it's, a, it's a tough game but look Look, it's, it's days like this that we need you like a game Tuesday but look we'll, we'll work our Tuesday Thursday and get us to get the boys right for, for Saturday generally speaking it's been fantastic starts to the league so has it been better than you expected? But, uh, can you, you can't have better than five out of five wins can you? But, no it's um, look I, I didn't think you know it, I'm hand, you know, hand on heart that we got five out of five but you know we did and look we want to just keep that run going in the league now what have you made of the standard this in Premier compared to where you've come from? Oh, it's definitely like a step up. You can you can see it, and you know strikers are more ruthless, and you know you can see Joe Taylor today. He's a, he's a, 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 a Nismian Prem striker, if not higher, all day long, and like you get that bit of quality around you, and you know things happen, and, and, and you know it's um it's a it's a really good division. You know you, it's a definite step up from you know the southeast, and look we've acclimatised well, but look um, I don't want to. Like, take away from how much of a poor performance this was and just say oh, oh let's get back on with the league again you know this is this is poor you know this is this isn't good enough standards for us uh, you would have wanted a cut run of course because you know you're only four wins away from possibly playing your mates up the road yeah we're not now no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah you know you're right look I've said to the boys you know like for, for this club to get to the first round you know would be a fantastic achievement but obviously look it's not our year we have to go you know next year and you know, we'll see how we get on. And you just want to get back to, to winning at home because that's something you do very well. Yeah, no, we, look, we do. We do, but um, not today. <laughs> a disappointment for them, uh, Matt, and, and they've got to bounce back this weekend. And bouncing back from defeats is not something that Chatham have had to do very often, is it? Uh, I think that, you know, this was a bit of a, probably a real kick in the teeth for them because five wins out of five in the league, you cannot, you know, deny they've had a good start to the season. Losing that game... If, Probably fancied a bit of a cup run, but I think they've got enough quality from there. You know, Jamie Yiller and uh, and Evans playing probably were a massive blow to them. Um, very, very good players, particularly a bit like Joe Taylor. Maybe they're playing below their level. So, um, probably shows how, how they'll bounce back. You know, the, some of the, you know, interesting what the chairman said there. You know, maybe he was a bit raw after, you know, 10 minutes or so after the final whistle, but some of these players won't play again for the club. So, uh, interesting. Um, pro- probably, again, what we found out in this pod is you learn more about your players when they lose heavily than than they win heavily. So, again, against Cray, uh, it'll be a difficult game. But, again, they're normally good at home. Can't believe that they could turn into a bad side overnight. Five wins out of five, great start to the season. They probably, you know, look back. Uh, and maybe 
it may be damper, you know, in, in a few months' time. So maybe the FA Cup going out at the time, but maybe um, could be a blessing in disguise, and maybe just damper the expectations wherever they may be. The league is their bread and butter, and they'll they'll look to do that um, uh, going forward. But disappointed to go out of the competition, but as you say, beaten by the better team, and we'll be interested to see how they get on this weekend against the Cray side when we come to them later. Yeah, I mean, it was four changes for, for Chatham from the win. Of well, they, they were just Monday. injured, were they? They were just... Uh, yeah, Yilla and Evans both injured. I think there was one change at the back. Uh, Hobden dropped to the bench. And I forget off the top of my head who the other person to drop out was. But as Kev said there, there was an opportunity for some people there to show, you know, that they can be part of a successful team. And you can understand this frustration. And, and he looked gutted, to be honest, as, as you would do uh, when he just lost 5-1 at home. You know, and as said there, the FA Cup's the greatest cup competition in the world. There was no suggestion that he took that game lightly. And he knew they were in for a tough game. But on the day, ultimately, as you say, they were, they were beaten by the better team. Uh, so, huge disappointment uh, for, for Chatham. And, and, you know, like you say, you learn more when you lose. And, and again, going back to Ben Smith, I said to him, um, you know, you, you, you kind of weathered a storm for when they when Chatham got one back uh, straight after the after the, the half-time break. And he actually said that, you know, he'd spoken to the, to the chairman and said to him at half-time, for us as a team... I'd quite like them to score the next goal and us to go on and win. And that's exactly what happened. You know, at the end, yeah, there were gaps opening up and, and maybe 5-1 did ever so slightly flatter Ramsgate in, in the end just because of the, the nature of the fact that they got two late goals uh, in the end. But do you know what? They showed their mettle. Uh, and, and I think the, the frustration for, for Kevin Hague will probably be that they did get on top after half-time. They got one goal back, but then they didn't really manage to, to kick on from there. And, and I guess that was where they were but lacking that, that little bit of quality from Jack Evans and Jamie Yiller. Yeah, Jack Evans is a, is a good player, experience. But again, maybe just put it down as one of those days for Chatham. Um, if you if you had probably offered them five wins out of the league, but you're going to go out the FA Cup, would they have taken it? Probably, because they're just getting on a bit of a roll in the league and a new league as well. Just a bad day at the office. Um can't win every week and they'll go forward and, and see where they go again in, in the league. But they put sure. down a marker in the league and people are going to be saying, right, they are a good side. And maybe they'll look at way, the way that Ramsgate played against them and other sides might, might try and replicate that. It'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks how they get on. Is, the, is it start of a blip or is it just one, one, a one-off and they'll carry on the juggernaut that they've been? Yeah, well, next up for the chats, as we mentioned, is Craig Wanderers. It's not quite top versus bottom as one was a third bottom despite being pointless so far this season. Uh, but for last season's playoff semi-finalists, it's been a far from ideal start. Uh, they are through in the cup, though, after beating New Haven 5-1. And Boston Neil Smith hopes that can be a catalyst for his side, as explained to Matt when they spoke earlier this week. Yeah, it's not been, it's not been a great one. Um, you know, but we're still trying to um, build a team. Obviously, we did really well last season. And, uh, you know, what happens is expectation levels go through the roof, which is rightly so. It's, it's great for the supporters. Um, but the budget stays the same. So you've got to try. And we lost a back four because two of them were on loan from Leighton Orient. Another one's gone to um, Averley. And we lost our fourth one, Freddie, to uh, Eastbourne Town so, or Eastbourne Borough. So it was one of them where I had to bring in a new back four, uh, a couple of midfield players. So as much as I wanted to keep as many players as I could, I still had to re um reintroduce some more players and I think we're still just getting to know each other but yes on Saturday 
great result for the boys and hopefully that lifts a little bit of confidence because we haven't actually played bad in the games that we've lost. We just probably haven't taken our chances where the opposition at. Has it been difficult getting players in? You mentioned players go, but you know we always say, ask the question, who's got the power of, at the moment, players or, or clubs? Well, it's, it's a bit of both. You know, I think there's an inflated market out there at the moment. I think there's a lot of money swishing around in the, in, in the league below, let alone my league. You know, we've got massive teams in there that have, you know, your Bill of Rickies, your, your Hornchurch, Enfields, Horshams, and you're having to compete with them, not just financially, but there's with a few players that are, you know, that are, are, are around. So to get in the Jack Hollands, the Jules Porters and the Frankie Raymonds from, you know, from my days at Bromley was was excellent. And they haven't come here for the money. They've come here because they can see the project and they want to enjoy the ride. Yeah, looking at your opening, to be fair, you've had some tough fixtures, and including this week's game as well. You've got sides who are expected to be at the top of the table. I know you're going to play everybody once or twice a season, but you've had a tough start, haven't you? When we, when we, when we got the fixture list, we, we, you know, we sat down with the boys and said, this is going to be tough. We know we'll just try and do as, as well as we can. Obviously, playing the, probably five of the top six and Chatham will be the next one. Four of them away from home, two of them at home. So we knew it was going to be tough. Um, and, and as I said, you know, in all of them, the, even the Lewis game, you know, we had the, we had the chance and hit the crossbar before they take their chance, and you know, they they say those little margins they can win you or lose your games. At the moment, they've just gone against us. So, yeah, it's been a tough start. We know we, we, we knew we knew that at the beginning. We, we, you know, like I said, every every season that I've been in management, the first points are the you know the, the safety points. Once you get to that marker. Then you start looking at other things, but you know, first and foremost, we, we just want to get the first couple of points on the board and just just so they want to chill out a little bit. You mentioned about expectations, you know, um, off the field things going well. What what you know, what was your expectation this season in a league which does, as you mentioned, seems to be a lot of clubs splashing the cash? <laughs> the expectation levels from the board have been brilliant. You know, exactly the same as what it was last year. You know, the last. Last season was just to stay up, stay up. Let's enjoy the season. Let's win more games than we lose. And it was only me that said, oh, you know, I want to, I want to do better than that. I don't want to just aim for mid-table. I want to try and get in the playoffs um, and, and to achieve it. So the expectations levels from the board are exactly the same. You know, the, their priority at the moment is one safety for the club, but two to build this new stadium, which is, you know, for a club like Cray, is amazing. You know, that's where all the finances are going. They're building a stadium. They want to build a club that they call home, you know, get into the local area and try and generate, you know, supporters that are a crate based rather than, you know, taking a few of the Bromley ones when we're playing at home, you know, and if we're the local team, we want our own base of supporters. We want to make it a hub. So the, you know, the things that are going on off the pitch are amazing and, and there's a lot going on. You know, we started a women's team this season for the first time. They had their first game on Saturday, Sunday, and they were, and they won two 0 So there's a lot going on outside of the first team, but I get judged on the first team as much as anything else. Yeah, the soil has been broken on the ground. What, what, how's that looking, and what's the sort of time frame for that? It's, it's looking good. You know, I, I must admit, we come in all last season. We were hoping it'd be a little bit of action, but it's literally in the, in, in the last few weeks it's really kicked on, and they're they're hoping that you know once. They've cleared all the debris of, around the area. Velocity, who are going to lay the pitch, come in. And it's a 16-week it's a project. So by Christmas, they're hoping that we can train on it. 
And then obviously all the surrounding area for the stand and the stadium will probably be for next season. So we'll finish the season at Bromley, but hopefully, even if we get on there and train, get the youth teams on there, get the women's team on there, you know, it, it just starts making it. It's been coming a long time. People have been talking about it never happening. So for it to start, is it's an amazing uh, feat by the, the board of directors. And when you're bringing players in, you can show them that, you know, this is what's going to be happening in, in 12 to 24 months. When, you, when you're talking to players, you're having to sell a dream. <laughs> and, you, and you've got to hope they buy into it. And, and last, last season they did, as I said, the few that we've mentioned already, bought into the fact that, you know, there is something going on here. They're all local uh, players as well. You know, live five or ten minutes from the stadium. So, you know, they, 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 they need a place to call home. You know, they've been Cray Wanderers for all this time. Longest oldest club in London they're going to be the newest club because it's going to have a base and a home yeah. Saturday we'll go back to the FA Cup um, bit of pressure on you going into that game was it I presume because you you've only scored one goal but you managed to win by five goals to one yeah there's always there's always pressure and it's, it's only brought on by us there's no one else you know outside pressure or anything like that we, we, we put the pressure on ourselves because we, we know we're better than what we've been, we've been doing at the moment but it's one of them where we scored an early goal and then, you know, it'd be fair to the team, they, 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 they played really good football and, um, you know, we were probably in certain areas a little bit stronger and a little bit um, bit more quality. But other than that, it was, you know, it was, it was an enjoyable game. I know not for the, the opposition, but definitely for us to get, get those goals, a few of the players, you know, getting off the mark as well. But uh, still disappointed we let in a goal. But, yeah, but the most important thing, you're in the hat for the next round. And of course, quite an interesting one. You've got Ramsgate at home who beat Chatham and you've got Chatham this weekend. So firstly about the FA Cup, Ramsgate, you know, I, I live down this part of the world. There is a bit of money swirling around and players that could be coming, I mean, we're hearing as well. So that's a bit of a tough test for you, even though they're the league below. Absolutely. You know, they're a club that have, you know, they're getting a reputation of, um, you know, getting in these players and, and, and giving them good good wages. That's their prerogative. That's, that's down to them. You know, it, it, it makes no difference to us whether you, what sort of money you're on. I expect my players to be up 100%, you know, ready for the game. It will be a tough one. There is a lot of expectation level on the Ramsgate uh, team and management uh, to get promotion. But it's the FA Cup. So, you know, we want, we want to have a run in it. And um, we'll be going there again. We know it might be difficult, but, you know, we'll be going there confident that we can uh, hopefully get into the next round. And this weekend, um, Ramsgate knocked Chatham out of the FA Cup and you've got to travel to Chatham this week. Chatham, top of the table, 100% record. Um, a side that's come through the levels and they're not used to losing games, are they? So that was a bit of a shock last week and you'll go there looking at, you know, on paper, looking at the league table as underdogs. Yeah, de- definitely. You know, I know uh, Hakey. You know, I was at Jules with him when he was a young uh, player. I think they've done an absolutely fantastic job and I think if, as a club like... Cray, we go there on Saturday and say this is what can happen if we mm. you get your own stadium. You know they, they've done fantastically well. Uh, got some great players down there. We know it's going to be difficult. They obviously have come up. They've got that um, winning feeling in them from obviously getting promotion last year, a bit like Abley, um last season. So we know it's going to be difficult. We knew it'd be difficult. It'd be a good crowd there, I'd imagine. So you know we'll, we'll be we'll be going there maybe as underdogs, but. Um, you know, we'll be giving it our all and hopefully getting on the getting our first couple of points on the board for the league. You mentioned that Chatham are a bit of a benchmark for a lot of teams in Kent. I think what you can achieve if you put your three G and you get your community involved. That's exactly it. 
you know, I think these lower league clubs, they have to do it with, you know, with a 3G pitch. People might be turning their noses up to it, a little bit snobbery going on, but clubs need that financial input and to have your youth teams training on it, you know, your girls' teams, your women's teams, it just makes it a hub. It makes it a home for a lot of people and, you know, and, and, I, and I do, I take my hat off to Kevin. I think he's done a fantastic job with all the people that are involved down there and, um, you know, I played there before Kevin was there. And you go down there now, and it's, it's 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 fantastic. And as I say, you know, I know our board and directors will be going there and just seeing what they've done um, and how they've done it. And personally, for you, you know, you've been in the game a long time, so never too high, never too low, I suppose, isn't it? The standard manager yeah. uh, option. I, 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 I was speaking to obviously Tim the other day, Tim O'Shea, and um, we were just saying, you know, I've not, I've not been in this situation um, in all my career. Where you you lose your first five games, but. Um, it, it happens. You have to learn. You, you know, you just regroup yourself. As I say, I'd be, I'd be a lot worse off if I didn't feel that we could have been in those games and, and won them. Um, but I believe with the squad we've got of players, you know, we've sat down, we, we've discussed it, and we just start again on Saturday. Um, a tricky start for Kramer, and, and interesting to hear Neil's thoughts about the difficulty of losing those key players, especially in defence. I, I guess you see someone they lose their goal scorer, and you expect them to to flounder, but you don't necessarily look at a team. And, and notice who's gone from their back line. But to have to replace your back line so close to the start of the season, it's understandable that they've taken a bit of time to hit, to, to get going. Yeah, I suppose looked at their squad um, before I spoke to them and thought, oh, some good players there, very experienced players. And didn't really realise that how much he lost, the, you know, three-quarters of his back line um, from there. And as we know, Cray are a small club. If other clubs go on, they're going to let players move, you know, they help want to move, allow players to move on. Players on loan shows how important sometimes that can be to clubs around this area. But they're not going to stand in players' ways if they're going to go and play for a higher level. Last season was a great season for them, missing out in the playoffs. Disappointing start for them now. Um, we know Neil Smith's a good manager. He didn't seem too, you know, worried about it. Look, on paper, they've played some tough fixtures as well, including this week where they played Chatham. So once it settles down a little bit, from there and maybe it's a season of you know as he said no pressure from the board key thing for them is this time next year they're playing in their own ground which can extra earn them extra income and then build it from there so maybe this season is a bit of stability blood some new players in and go again next season nobody wants to lose at the opening five games of the season and clearly it's a shock to um, um to Neil but I'm sure he's got the ability to to bounce back and they won't be in that drop zone for the I think they're just the fixtures have worked out a little bit tough for them particularly with a with a newish back line but saying that they've struggled to score goals so only one goal in five league games but they scored five at the weekend in the FA Cup so again that could be as we've seen about Chatham how they react to going out the FA Cup this may be the 5-1 win against New Haven could be the, the Philip that, that Cray needed yeah, interesting as well, Matt. He said about how you know they're playing all right. So, so that's you know your bigger concern comes when your team's playing poorly and you're losing. But um, you know he says the performances have been fine and it's just that that, that fine margins. You know, and at the end of the day, they, they like you said they've only scored one goal. They've lost five out of five and they're still third from bottom. So that's just that the games are tighter than some of the teams that are around them. And obviously, you said they've had some tough fixtures. Also, chuck in uh, and you were quite incredulous about this, but they, they've they've switched the game. They should have been at home. They played it away at Hastings. So that's another difficulty thing yeah, to go, yeah. go and play in that extra away game. It will 
work in their favour and they've got four home games in a row over Christmas. But, you know, it, it's all... I, I guess you could say that things have kind of conspired against Craig Wanderers at the start of this season. The tricky run of fixtures, more away games, lots of new players to bed in. And it is just weathering that storm and, and, and keeping calm. Because I'm sure there's other clubs um, that across the, the Eastman League that aren't as well run that would be looking and, and trying to pull the trigger now. But, but Neil Smith is, you know, he's a great manager and, and Craig Wanderers know that they're lucky to have him. Yeah, and again, I, I can't believe they're going to be any silly. When they're back in their own ground, Neil Smith will be the, the, the four. He will be running that football club from top to bottom, as he said. Sometimes results are not bad, but you look what's going off the field as you mentioned, with the, the, the kids' team, the, the ladies' team, etc. Neil Smith's got a massive part to play in the history, in the future of Cray Wanderers. And, you know, I can't believe that he's under any pressure at all from this. Of course, it's a results business, and they need to start getting results um, going forward. Um, but, yeah, eventually it will click and they'll move up the league because they've got enough quality in that squad and they've got a good enough manager to sort it out. Yeah, absolutely. Also, in the FA Cup last weekend, all our scaffold sides bowed out. Faversham beaten 4 0 at home by Lewis. Kennington losing out 3 1 at Sheffield United. Whitstable going down 3 2 to Wingate and Finchley. Uh, Lid knocked out 4 1 at Kingstonian on Sunday. But Crow Valley PM joined Sheppey and Ramsgate and flying the East Mere League South East flag in the next round as they won 3 0 at Uxbridge. Beckenham beaten 5 4 at Berkhamstead. Highs lost 2 0 at home to Hamworth Villa. Herm Bay beaten 1 0 at Redhill. Seven Oaks knocked out in a replay at Whitehawk on Tuesday night. Uh, Folkestone and Margate both made it through, beating Hartley, Wintley and Hendon respectively. Their awards are tied against each other. And that just seems with Irith and Belvedere, which were 0-0 with Hastings on Sunday. But they were beaten 2-1 in the replay on Wednesday night, robbing them of a trip to Crabble in the next round. Uh, on Sunday, they friend of the show, Nigel Jones, had a post-match chat with Deer's boss, Matt Longhurst. And here it is. I thought it was a really, really good cup tie. I thought it was two very decent teams on a warm day, on a slow pitch, that produced a really good game of football. Um, I was delighted how hard we worked. Uh, we were very, very poor last week against Beckenham and I thought we looked like a different team today. Um, and I think the, within six days we've made some changes to the way that we do things in terms of off the ball and I felt that the players carried that out today. I thought, tactically, I thought they were really good. I thought individually they were good and I thought so are we. Um, and I thought that's what made for a good tie. It was a decent crowd. It's a Sunday. Like I say, for the boys, it's a hot day today, 25, 26 degrees, like I say, on a, on a slow pitch. Difficult to get the intensity, but I thought fair play to both teams. I thought they both both of us played with, a, with an intensity, um, with and without the ball, and it will make for a great game on Tuesday. They're a good side, going well in the league above, unbeaten. What was the message to, them before the, to your side before the game? We did a lot of work on Thursday in the um, in the training ground. On the training ground, we did a lot of work in terms of tactical information um, because we knew we played them in pre-season and we know how they play and what they do. So I felt that we counteracted a lot of what they did tactically, um, and it was great. Like I say, look, that's why we want to get into that division. And obviously, myself, Coyley, and the staff want to work at the higher levels because you get the opportunity to pit yourselves against the likes of uh, Barnsley and Stony week in, week out against the teams that play with that type of structure. So I was really pleased with us. Um, in that sense because it's a tough test and it will be just as tough if not tougher with a thousand people behind them on Tuesday night but it will be a cooler evening on a decent pitch that will play quickly which will suit them but hopefully suit us as well as you say it's really warm today was you surprised at how fast paced that first half was 
I was surprised, I'll be honest, and there's credit to both sets of players. I thought that it was a really, really good game. Um, I thought for the neutral, if you was a if you was a neutral blogger coming to watch a non-league game on a Sunday, I thought it was a it was a really good game, at a decent, like I say, good good intensity, but also really good. I thought that the level of the, uh, the standard of the football was really good. Probably few, not many chances in the first half. Good chance for uh, Erith though when Josh Ajayi shot just on, I think it was on 25 minutes, just went over the bar. Yeah, I thought that we turned the ball over quite a few times in the final third and we didn't do enough of it in the uh, in the first half. A little bit of that is down to the pitch being sticky, but I felt that we made some poor choices in the final third and that was in midfield in the final third as well as up front and I thought that we didn't really quite, didn't necessarily look like scoring, although we kept we had the ball in the final third quite a bit. Second half, I felt that we should be tapping the ball in on the goal line twice. It's gone flashed across there. Um, you could say it's good defending, could say it's not good enough from us. Um, and then our goalkeeper's made a decent save from outside the box from Femi, which, again, look, you look at your centre forward play like that, he's a good player. And uh, people like Don Vos in their midfield. It's, look, I, thought, I, thought, I think they're a good team. I, I, I like the way they play. Um, I think they've got some really good individuals. Um, and I thought that we had to combat all of that. And we still had chances. As you say, the start of the second half, come out strong. There were some chances, obviously, for Josh Ajayi again. And also Chris Dixon, he was in on goal, but he just managed to convert. And as you say, Jordan Perry got that good save when he got down for that shot from in one day like that was a good save like recorder but apart from that you know it, it was busier in the second half than the first but that was a really good save yeah really good save I thought that both teams kind of cancelled each other out I thought tactically it was a really good game um, I think like I say they kind of stopped us doing what we do to a degree but we had moments and we stopped them doing what they do to a degree but they had moments and then you've got to say look Jordan's made a decent save they've cleared a couple off the line the ball's gone across the back post and we've not got the crookie's not quite got there so yeah like I say I think I thought that's what it was. It was a it was a stalemate, but between two good teams. Now you brought on new signing Sadiq Balarabi. The last eight minutes, you started to get control of it, and as you say at the end, now I mean I don't know you didn't score because the chances were coming really quickly, weren't they? Yeah, I thought Sadiq made a difference when he came on, just because of his pace. He came running behind. He gave us a little bit of a more of a focal point, um, and the ball stays there. And I just felt that like we needed that. Maybe a little bit earlier. Perhaps we made it a little bit late, but we're looking how hot it is. He ain't played a lot of football, um, but he's going to be a big plus for us. Like I say, look, he comes in, he's worked hard, he runs, he's powerful. He's Played the higher levels. He's a great lad. I've known him since he was 16. He was with me at Corinthians at 16 and 17 years old. So got a great relationship with him. Um, and that's why we brought him in. And obviously Dylan Cave at right back, I thought was absolutely outstanding. John Youth has had to go off. He's a good player. Um, Dylan's done a great job against him, against someone with so much pace. And he's only 19. We've taken him on loan for the season from Bromley. Um, and he's had a great debut. So, But like I say, look, it's going to be another tough ask. Both clubs are saying we want to play Wednesday to make it a better game, to give, it, give both teams a chance to have a rest. And there's no reason why the FA won't allow us to do that. And I think as long as we apply ourselves, we'll give them another decent game. But look, they're at home, they're going to have a big crowd behind them and it'll be a tough game. As you say, like, you've more than matched them today, though. I mean, they, they are doing well in the league. You've more than matched them. So there's no reason why they can't go down there full of confidence. Just go for it. Absolutely. Look, it's a cup game. It's going to go to the end. Do we want extra time in Hastings or penalties? No. Um, we want to go there and try and win the game. And I think their their mindset. I know. I know Barnsley. I know Stoney. They'll come out and try and win, and we'll come out and try and win. But both of us will also want to be good without the ball because both teams pose a threat. Um, and like I say, look, I just they're the type of games you want to be involved in. They really are. As a coach and a manager, they're the games and the players, supporters and the club itself, that's what you want to be involved in. And like I say, I, I thought it was, it was enjoyable today, really enjoyable. Regardless of the result, um, I thought it was really enjoyable. He's got big ambitions as, as Matt Longhurst. Matt, as, as we've heard him say before, and over 180 minutes... They've given Hastings, who are now an established step three side, a, a good run for their money, haven't they? Yeah, um, 
when I saw they got back to one all, thought maybe they can go on and get a result there. Unfortunately, they've fallen in the last with a goal sort of 15 minutes from time. Uh, I think Eric will be um, pleased of what they've done there. Two games, I think that'll build them a little confidence. Um, we know what Matt Longhurst um, does know at this level. Um, so he will know a lot of people who the players they've got in the squad. People like Chris Dixon could probably score goals at any level um, uh, from there. So, yeah, I, again, the key thing for them as well, again, is the league. He wants to do well in the league. I think nothing better than he'd probably say that if we can get above um, Ramsgate, we're going to be doing OK. So, after the, what the issues he had with that, with them. Not too bad start to the season for them. Disappointed, Hastings are a good side. So, I think Matt Long is in for the long game there, Eric. I think he needs to probably stay there for a while. Brick, Jamie Coyle going in, good players at the club. Um yeah, I, I think they I think they should be in for a, a good season with a good manager at that level. So, interesting that league. A lot of teams, only, some teams only played three or two, two and three games. So, we're about a, a month into the season. It's the same old adage we have. You cannot know what this league's going to be like because nobody's played any games. So, I think Eric, um, disappointed to go out. He probably, well, probably pleased it went to a replay in some ways, but couldn't finish him off on the day. In the evening. Yeah, no... Yeah, I think uh, I think Matt Longhurst, you know, he, he speaks well. Every time we've had him on the show, I've been really impressed with, with the way that he speaks. And, you know, and he wants to do things the right way, I think, with uh, Irith and Belvedere. And, and I remember speaking to him the back end of last season and, and, you know, and he said, you know, we want to build something at this club and make it uh, its own place. Obviously, the current is still ground sharing at Welling and, and everything like that. So, you know, there are challenges that he's going to be facing there, but he's, he's got a strong side and, you know, we've seen Chatham go straight through this league. And I think Irvine Belvedere, if they can get a run together, there's no reason why they won't be knocking around the outskirts of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Again, I think Matt, one thing about Matt Longhurst, again, at this level, he's got a lot of contacts. I think he knows a lot of people in the game, be it in Sussex, Surrey and Kent. So um, if he knows the players available, he'll be able to get it. And again, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be hoping that they can get in the playoffs. And I can't see... Um, once this league settles down, um, the quality they've got in their squad, they should be OK, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the full draw for the next round of the FA Cup, ties to be played uh, on the 16th and in the case of Cray Runders against Ramsgate. The 17th, uh, Cray Valley travel to Northwood, uh, Dartford meet Welling, Dover host Hastings, Summer Angels go to Harringay Borough, Maidstone will travel to Staining Town Community, which is near Worthing, Max, I know you're going to ask. Margate are home to Folkestone. There can't be many teams got community in the name, can there? No, uh, and uh, Sheppey United at home to Burgess Hill, which is a nice draw for them in that game. So they'll be looking forward to that. Uh, there's more cup action for Irishman League South East sides this weekend as the FA Trophy kicks off. Yay! Uh, Beckham Town at home to Three Bridges. Play Valley PM go to Broadbridge Heat. It's Burgess Hill is the destination for Hyde. Sheppey United go to East Grinstead. Herne Bay at home to Leatherhead. Phoenix Force hosts Met Police. Ramsgate hosts Northwood, who obviously Cray Valley will be playing in the next round of the cup. Sitting one at home to Ashford, not that Ashford, the other Ashford, Ashford Town and Middlesex, and Irith and Belvedere travel to South Park. Uh, and then on Sunday, Ashford host Binfield, and that game is being played at Chatham. Uh, in the Isthmian Premier, we've already heard about Chatham against Cray Wanderers this weekend. It's also Lewis against Folks and Victor, and Margate against Potter's Bar. Uh, a couple of games for our National League South sides this week, but just two wins out of a possible 10 to show for it. Both of them came on Saturday away from home, Maidstone. On 3-2 at Weymouth and Tunbridge Angels hit 5 at Sal. Dover drew 1-1 with Chippenham. And there were no goals as Welling met St Albans and Dartford lost 1-0 at Taunton. 
And on Tuesday, the Darts lost 2-1 at home to Slough. Maidstone beating 1-0 at home by surprise early leaders Averley. Welling lost 2-0 at Worthing. Dover lost by the same score at St Albans. Her Tumwich Angels at least prevented a whitewash. Put you 0-0 at home to Braintree. One goal scored and one point collected between our five teams on Tuesday night. Matt, would you like to talk about Dover? Um, should have won on Saturday. Conceded goals yesterday. Um, well, one thing I will say, you know, I don't know if you've watched Mitch Brundle's interview he did for the club. He looked a bit of a broken man, Mitch, Mitch Brundle. I, I feel for him a little bit because I don't think, you know, the performances have been that bad. It's just that extra bit of quality. And again, scoring goals is going to be a major issue. And if you don't score goals, you're not going to win football matches. So the game against this week against, you know, they played Weymouth last game of last season. Weymouth were in the relegation zone and they were going to play them again on Saturday. Dover haven't won a home game in 10. They could, For Mitch Brundle's sake, they probably need to... I, I think Dover should stick with him. I'm not... I, I, I think he's... You know... Um, I, I, you know, he works hard and, I, and he's desperate to succeed. So, but he's got a massive week here. Weymouth in the league, they could do with a win at home in the league. And then Hastings in the home in the FA Cup. Um, and that has got banana skin written all over it. Um, you're next to the bottom of the table, having a Waterloo have lost again tonight, so they're still below you. Do, yeah. do you think this Dover side is worse than last season? Question. It's better than the side that was didn't win the last when he won, kept him up on the final day. It's just it, you've got to, again. They need a striker, and they need a striker somewhere, or somebody who's going to be going to take the chances. Um, when they get them, they should have scored against Chippenham. They had plenty of chances. They didn't take chances. So everybody expected David to be finished bottom of the table. So um, it's going to be a difficult season. Again, I don't think should, Jim Palmer is not known for making match decisions, and I don't think he should make a match decision. So, well, look at it, the rest of them, John. Um, Rubbish, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the. Um, yeah, it is poor. Um, Welling struggling, Dartford struggling, Tunbridge, you know, scored five. Tunbridge have scored five goals in one game and three in the other remaining seven. And the Maidstone, again, hit and miss. I, what we say, a bit like Chatham, Averley have come up from the league. I think they've had back-to-back promotions, Averley. Kept the same team. And it, and it shows football's not rocket science. If you've got that ability and know how players play... You could um, be successful. So, yeah, Conference South. We normally have sides right at the top end, year in, year out. Not looking good at the moment. It's not. I mean, that was a rancid performance over the weekend. Say one win out of ten possible wins, uh, which was very, very disappointing. This weekend, Maidstone head to Chippenham, uh, Dover at home to Weymouth, as Matt has already said. It, Dartford go to St Albans. Summer James at home to Taunton, and it's Welling against Bath. It was a much better week in the top flight of non-league, though. As both Ebbsfleet and Bromley won, uh, Fleet overcame York 4-1. And Bromley, who signed two Arsenal players on loan since, were two women at Orchingham, a first defeat of the season for their hosts. Uh, Bromley are home to Maidenhead on Saturday, and Wealdstone is the destination for Ebbsfleet United. Uh, into the scaffold, where Irritown were two women over Punjab United. Fisher stayed top with a three women over Rustall. Gleaver second after beating Corinthian by the same score. It was 2-2 between Homesdale and VCD. Uh, Tunbridge Royals, who led in the first minute, hit back from 3-1 down to get a point against Stansfeld. And a quiet one for Wellington and Sutton Athletic. Lewis Lovell grabbing a hat-trick 
to help the visitors to a 6-2 away win. Uh, fixtures in that division, two full programmes this week. So Saturday, it's Beersley against Thomas Wells, Corinthian against Holmesdale, Faversham against Fisher, Glebe against Lordswood, Hollands and Blair against VCD, Lidtown against Wellingtown, Punjab United against Dealtown, Rostall against Kennington, Snodland against Town, Sutton against Whitstable. And then on Tuesday night, Dealtown home to Whitstable Town. It's Irithtown against Corinthian, Faversham against Beersted, Fisher against Wellingtown, Hollands and Blair host Kennington, Holmesdale against Tunbridge Wells. It's Rustall against Sutton Athletic, Stansfeld against Punjab United and VCD Athletic against Glebe. That's still early days there, Matt, but no one's really running away with it yet, are they? Although Faversham, who were in cup action last weekend, just added Stephen Payne casually to their squad last week. You know, Gary Lockie has moved on, but Stephen Payne, if he can find his feet at that level, he will score a lot of the goals, won't he? Yeah, Stephen Payne, you know, a big fan of him when he was at Dover. His career, he hasn't really settled anywhere since then. And, you know, he is a character, which is a certain sort of thing. Um, you've got to be careful when you sort of, um, it can be a bit of a bad influence I've heard before, and you've got to manage him the right way. So, but at that level, he, he should score a, a, a lot of goals. So, and this will be interesting. The next, now we've got two back-to-back league games, Tuesday and, and Saturday. Uh, or Saturday and Tuesday, we should see a bit more consistency over that two games. And maybe this time next week, John, we'll be able to look at some of the sides who are going to be at the top of the table. Massive couple of days for, for, for Deal. That poor start they've had to the season, you know, clo- you know, club close here. You know, Steve Kingwell, massive few days for Deal. That, again, Steve would have been absolutely chomping at his, you know, not having a game for about two weeks. Probably not what he, what he particularly wanted. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting one. This time next week, when we look at these results, it'll be interesting to see if the lead table started to take shape. Because you expect Faversham to win back-to-back games anyway. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in Division 1, K-Sports beat three 3-2 winners at Brydon Ropes. FC Elmstead beat Croydon 1-0. Same score as Forest Hill Park beat Canterbury. Greenways lost 2-1 at home to Whiteleaf. Rochester beat Lewisham Borough 1-0. Staples Monarchs overcame SC Thamesmead 4-0. Matt Day grabbed a nine-minute hat-trick as Larkfield and New Hyde beat 2 back 3-1. Uh, Faversham Strike Force then beat Meridian VP on Sunday. The Staples Monarchs won 1 0 at Canterbury on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday night, there was a smattering of games in that division. So we had a 5 0 win for Croydon at Brydon Ropes. It was Faversham Strike Force 2, Larkwood Newhithe 1, FC Homestead 2, Rochester 3, Lewisham Borough 2, Forest Hill Park 1, and Tootingbeck 1, AFC Whiteleaf 2, AFC Whiteleaf uh, and Staplehurst Monarchs, Matt, both still 100% in that division. We don't care about AFC Whiteleaf, but Staplehurst Monarchs, disappoint, you know, Larkfield and Newhithe. Um... Not the greatest start for them, is it? So uh, they'll be hoping to improve that soon. One of the favourites to go up, and Canterbury as well. Canterbury had a good start, but then lost four on the spin. We thought they would be uh, one of the sides at the top of the table as well. So um, um, yeah, again, I'm sure this league will eventually start taking shape. But some of the sides who I thought would be doing best, doing well, are struggling so far. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can keep up with all the results uh, on the Scaffold website as always. They're very, very good on there. Uh, that is the football chat. Matt, I'm going to tell you something that I thought I would never, ever say. OK, you ready? Yeah. I'm really concerned about the Kardashians. The club what? Sorry, say again. I'm really concerned about one of the Kardashians. Oh, my God. You're not watching that, are you? No, I'm not. But uh, next week, I'm supposed to be going to Stockholm to see Blink-182 uh, with my friend Robbo. We're going to have a nice, lovely couple of days away in Stockholm seeing Blink-182 only... Uh, the drummer from Blink well, what's, what's Blink 82 is one. It's not all the other. Oh, they didn't sing that's that. That's them. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's them. them. Um, so 
the drummer from Blink-182 is in a relationship with one of the Kardashians. I don't know her name. I think it begins with K because I think they all begin with a K. They all begin with I do know that. They all begin with K. Yeah, one so, called Chloe. Well, how can you bring a, a name called Chloe with a K? I know. But anyway, so but they, they've been on tour in the UK and they've had to go, they had to cancel some shows because he's had to fly home because his pregnant girlfriend was taken to hospital and there's been no news yet about what's happening with these dates. So at the moment, I'm in a state of flux. I don't know if this time next week I'll be watching Blink-182 or if I'll be sat at home in my pants playing on the Xbox. So I actually care about the Kardashians for once, Matt. Stockholm is supposed to be the most expensive place in the world. Exactly. So <laughs> it was an indoor or an outdoor thing? It's an indoor, I believe. It's a, 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 an arena named after Avicii, the guy who, who died. Oh, um, right. But yeah, so... I told you, I don't like names getting with K. I've said that before. No, but uh, you're right. Um, I, I, don't, I, I, just don't, I just don't like names getting with K. It's just one of those crazy things. Well, I should have mentioned that to Kevin Barron when I saw him at the weekend. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yes, Matt yeah, Gerrard doesn't like your name, Kev. No, yeah, anybody, I just don't like names from Goodie McKay. If, if, if you'd met Mrs Gerrard and her name was um, Katie, would, would you have but not that, wanted... Again, that's a very difficult, very good question, but I just don't like names from Goodie McKay. <laughs> You're a strange so, man. Yeah, yeah, I am strange in certain... In certain so, so, have you been to Sweden before? That's the question. Uh, I've been, been to, to Sweden for about two hours because I flew into Malmo. I yeah. was on a work trip, flew into Malmo, then drove over the bridge. I believe you yeah. know about the bridge. Yeah, yeah I love uh, the bridge. Over to Copenhagen yeah. uh, and then did some stuff for work there and then drove back into Sweden and flew back out from Malmo. Uh, that was about yeah. 21 years ago. Um, yeah. So that's my thing. And the other thing I want to quickly bring up um, is obviously it's back to school this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, lots of parents up and down the land absolutely jumping for joy, delighted to be rid of their kids after six weeks. And, you know, my, my favourite teacher started a new job, so um, that's going well so far, I believe. But what's been bothering me is, is you know, you see all the obligatory pictures on Facebook. I don't have a problem with people posting their kids on Facebook and saying, you know, you're going into this year at school, great, blah, blah, blah. Although I saw someone say, oh, this is a friend I went to school with wife that appeared on my timeline. Um, so-and-so, don't care what the child's name is, going into year six and I could not be more proud. Um, what has this child done to make you proud? Got older? I don't understand the, the, the wording of that. Post and say, going into year six, you know, hope you have a good year. I'm sure you'll do really well. Fine. But how can you be proud of a child who's achieved nothing more than getting to the age of 11? Yeah, there's a lot of people who get excited on the first day of school. Again, well, I wouldn't, one of the big things today, we were late for, well, Georgia and only third day got... Yes, to be in at 8.40, you got eight in 8.41 because the, the traffic chaos around Thanet with everybody clearly, normally when it rains, the traffic's bad. But I think a lot of people, when the sun was out, were dropping their kids off and then going off out to where. So it um, wasn't a good start when she got a first sort of, sort of got told off for being late. So that was my fault for um, thinking the traffic would be better. So the traffic chaos, basically, uh, in Thanet around where the schools are. But, yeah, so but they're, they're, luckily my kids are now at the same school, which makes things a lot easier. But they've enjoyed their first few days back, so um, and it's good to get them back in a routine, John, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. After six weeks, you certainly uh, yeah. do deserve that, so that's for certain. But uh, there you go. Right, I am just walking down the stairs because I have a Have you got any, any TV things? Have you watched Wolf? I haven't, no. I think I saw a little bit of that and I wasn't sure, but uh, yeah, well, is it good? 
yeah, that's worth sticking with Wolf. Yeah, that's a bit bizarre at times and a bit black, but um, yeah, that's 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 not a bad, not a bad program. That I'll tell you what I have been watching actually quite a bit of is um, Taskmaster New Zealand, uh, which has now been made available on all four, and uh, it's it's really good. I've, I've binged the first series already, and and that was quite good. The second series I've watched. Uh, Two episodes, I think, and I think that one's even better. Is it, so. still, is it still Greg doing it? it no, no, no. It's all it's all new, uh, all new people. The, the bloke who does the Taskmaster, not a patch on Greg, if you ask me. And his assistant is a completely different vibe, shall we say, to little Alex Horn. But actually, do you know what? I'm really enjoying it so far. So, uh, if you if you're so minded, give it a whirl. All four Taskmaster New Zealand. All right. So, so next week we're moving on. When do you fly out to Stockholm? Uh, well, allegedly Tuesday, and then I'm back on Thursday. So we'll, we'll have a discussion off air about what we're doing about the podcast, OK? Uh, uh, so you could, if if they pull the concert, but when will you know if they pull the concert? This is the difficult thing, isn't it? You know, they haven't said what, a word he since he flew home. He's a drummer, but you can't do it without the drummer. Surely you can get another bloke to do it. No, you can't do it without the drummer. Don't be silly. Ridiculous comment. No, 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 no. no. That's, get somebody, somebody must know the drumming for it. Must have some... Session musician. Did they, they, they cancel the English concert? Did they? Cancelled in Glasgow, yeah. So, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen about these ones uh, that are left here right. in, uh, well, well, in, well, in the rest I'll, of I'll Europe. Well, wait to hear, so. John. We'll find out yeah, next week when we're recording then. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have a discussion uh, off the air. Well, anyway, uh, I hope that you've all uh, enjoyed this week's podcast. I think some of the people around London Bridge Station don't look so enamoured by it uh, as I stroll along. Uh, it's amazing the things you see. I saw a couple. Uh, I think the phrase you would take is "pashing" uh, big time as I as I turn the corner to walk down the stairs. But they seem happy, so you know, fair play to them. Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Kent and Our Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast, and you can join the group Kent Only Football Chat, uh, which is on Facebook. You can also find us on Threads and Instagram. Something about Kent Only Podcast. I can't remember. I haven't updated them, so probably not really worth your time at the moment. But one day they might come in handy. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Thanks to all four of our guests uh, for their time, especially Kevin Hay, because I never like speaking to people after they've had heavy defeats, uh, but he did come and speak to me, which is uh, always gratefully appreciated. Matt, thanks for ke- staying up late, and we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast. Travis Barker, hopefully you will be there to see him.